Hey Raiders family, it's Berkey and welcome to a very hard and difficult Berkey's um, post-match top 10 versus the Knights. Um, look, that was one we want to put away in pretty much of a hurry. Uh, I don't know much what Ricky would get out of that. I think probably, and you know, I'll come to later on, maybe some one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one defensive issues. That certainly cropped up through the game. But yeah, games like that you've got to put into the draw, um, lock the cupboard, throw the key away and move on to next week. However, there are things that we probably need to digest because better sides than the Knights will probably look at that video and uh, and particularly some areas where we need to improve pretty quickly with a very hard run the next four or five weeks. Tigers, uh, Parramatta, Manly, I think the Storm again, and St George. Uh, but we need to uh, address them quickly. As I said yesterday after the game, we've got to take our medicine. Nothing beats hard work and make sure we come out next week against the Tigers uh, full of fire and ready to go. But let's dive into a couple of things that really stood out to me. The start, I mean the first kickoff of the game, you could see from our line speed, I think the third tackle, Saifidi took it um, and he made, he, they were on our 10 metre line in three tackles. You can't start games like that, guys. You, I mean, they should be kicking from no worse than their 30 or 40 metre line. Pierce was able to put a bomb up on our 30 metre line on the fifth tackle. So the start was horrible. And that sort of is a good indicator for a side and how their mind is at by the start they make. And in that first set of six tackles, I can see it was going to be a long afternoon in relation to how slow we were coming off the line. So once again, just a little thing that can need fixing, um, but it's certainly one that just has a massive impact on the game, guys. If you're not having a good start, uh, you're just really pushing shit uphill to try and get back into the match because of how things are gone. Like 6-0 after two minutes is not a good start. So once again, just something to, something to work on, uh, an attitude thing which I'll come to later on. Number two, the Knights kicking strategy. Haven't really seen it a lot. I know the Roosters tried it against Shans in last year's grand final a fair bit. Ball up high, making Shans either catch it flat-footed or jumping and then falling to the ground for an involuntary tackle or a voluntary tackle. Now, what they did very, very well was they put it high, making Shans jump, which he did do very well except for the first bomb he dropped, um, and then he fell straight to the ground. So what that does, two Newcastle players fall on him, and if you count, they were getting five, six, seven seconds. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay, get off and play the ball. That gives the, the, the defense for the Knights, that gave them five, six, seven seconds of getting their line right and moving up very quickly. So it was an interesting tactic. I don't know a way around it other than we have to make sure that our defense keeps them further away from our 30 meter line that the kick from Pierce or Ponga is a long raking kick, not a bomb which then gives Shans the ability or the wingers the ability to get more metres back. If you're kicking from 30, 40 metres inside your, inside your half, a, mil, a, a, a midfield bomb has no purpose at all. Um, so that's why it's so critical to get up and get in their face in the, in the early tackle count. Pierce was kicking, most times the bombs were inside our half on the 40 or 30 metre line. We're always going to be on the back foot, kick to the corners, and Knights played it well. That's what the bombs were designed to do yesterday, was to make Shans jump, him fall flat on his back, and they just pile on, which they've got a right to do to make sure he's tackled, and then they just counted the clock down. So interesting tactic. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a way to get around it, but I think the simplest way is make sure we muscle up 
early in the tackle count so they're not doing an attacking kick. Number three, I said in my preview for, for, for ball playing halves like Pierce and Ponga, um, those types of guys, you have to take away their time with the ball or you force their decision-making time a lot quicker. So on the weekend, we just gave Pierce and Ponga far too much time to decide what they were going to do when they passed it. We had no one coming over from the inside, no markers shouting their name, letting them know they're in their back pocket, they're going to smash them. There was just no talk of that to put pressure on them from the inside. If I'm running that way, left and I'm going to pass, I can't see what's coming towards me on this side. So is, is, is Tarpey there? Is Papali? Is someone, going to smash you in, is, is someone going to smash me in the ribs? I don't know. But if no one's calling out my name, I'm thinking, well, I've got free reign here. And all week or all day yesterday, Pearson Ponga had so much time with the ball and no pressure. Once again, they had the field position because we weren't getting grungy or gritty enough in those early sets of six to make sure that they had pressure on the inside. So once again, this is something we've got to work on here to make it better that the ball players know they're in a game and they get hit when they pass the ball. Um, so we just gave them time we just gave them far too much latitude and time to organise their plays. Not only the first set, but the second set, the third, fourth and fifth. We just had no inside pressure at all or no hustle to make sure that they were put on the ground. Number four, we needed someone to stand up and Josh Papali was the man. And there is sometimes in games when a guy, and Papa did it yesterday, is the guy saying, guys, follow me. He tried his ass off, enormous try, but he needed more help. Um, he needed some some bigger minutes and some bigger inputs from Sia. Horsborough was quietish. Uh, I don't think he got an offload away all day from memory. Um, Hodso was okay, but he had no support at the rucks trying to get the momentum forward. But Papa was enormous with his defence, the barnstorming try. Um, he's our absolute forward leader, but we did let him down a little bit yesterday with the rest of the troops around him trying to make an impact. The big thing that killed us, as I said in my preview, was the offloads. Now, David Clemmer, I don't think, has got five or six offloads away in a game since probably he was a junior. But we gave him free reign yesterday for offloads. But we didn't do it once. I think we may have had one, maybe two offloads. The second phase play with these new rules is so critically important. And we gave Clemmer far too much leniency yesterday in getting the offload. The guy doesn't offload, but obviously with the new rules... The coach has given him free reign to start to pop the ball out the back and it worked well for Newcastle. They made another 10, 20, 30 metres. If you're a defender and, a, and, and someone gets an offload, you've got to bust your ass again to get up and make sure they don't get any further um, uh, yardage from you. That's draining. That's taxing when he should have been put to ground straight away with no offload. Once again, the bigger forwards, we haven't got the biggest forward pack. That's one thing these guys are going to try and put on against us is offloads in second phase play. We have to return suit. Now, we don't return suit by trying to bash them down the middle. We've got to be smart and hit those edges with our good footwork merchants like Tarpany, Elliot, um, uh, even Papa has a nice little step, but he can't be a forward to going down the middle where the big boppers are. He's got to get a bit wider and then look for an offload to George, Jack, Shans, Bailey and those types of guys. Number six, I've gone for uh, Curtis and Nick. Uh, they look great against the Storm because they weren't asked a lot of questions of. Um, so that's a concern, particularly playing Benji this week, who throws a similar pass to Ponga, that flat bullet cutout. Nick and Curtis just got caught in a lot of no man's land, a hell of a lot. You'd swear they hadn't played together. 
once again, it's a work in progress. No Bateman on the inside. Uh, Tarpany was just a, a yard or two slow on a couple of occasions getting across. Uh, and George Williams was inside of him. So it wasn't George's fault. But as I said earlier, if there's more pressure coming from that inside, the markers to put pressure on Ponga, he rushes that pass maybe. Or it's not as flat as he, as he had in a couple of those tries. So we've just got to work on that communication, the faith on the inside guys to get there. A couple of times, Curtis came in thinking George wasn't going to make the tackle, and that's just a confidence thing. So that's just something we've got to work on at training and consistently and consistently and consistently continually do it together. Um, number seven, I've gone for market defenders. What really annoys me a lot with wingers or fullbacks or whoever the case might be is they get tackled, and the winger or the or the winger or the first off the ruck gets the ball and runs straight back into where the markers are. Guys, we've got to make the markers move in that defensive line. We can't just run back to where they are standing because they don't have to do anything. They just stand there and tackle you and they've they've haven't even moved a centimetre. For some reason I notice we do that a little bit now and then, where our whether it's our wingers or Shans or first off the ruck gets the ball. Instead of running wide to make the markers move, they're running back in towards the markers and they're not even moving. The defensive line has hardly moved either. So it's just an annoying trait that we just got to get out of. We've got to run a bit wider to the edges and make their markers move and split up their defensive line. Once again, just a little thing, a little, a little nip and tuck here and there will make a massive difference to us getting a bit more space and momentum. Errors again yesterday. Um, you know, I, I say it all the time, but particularly now with the new rules, you, you just can't be, I think our errors may, have, we had seven in the first half. Uh, we usually have seven a game. So particularly yesterday, Newcastle had that momentum with the early try. Errors just compounded. Um, and it just, you know, I mean, Jack had two, the kick out on the full and the drop ball when he was going to make a kick on the fifth tackle. Horsbridge dropped when we made the long break in first half. Just errors you would not normally see. Uh, but we just can't afford it with these new rules, particularly with a big pack like Newcastle and solid halves in Pierce and Ponga. Errors lead to number nine, are an attitude thing. It's all about up top mentally, uh, how you prepare, what you bring to the game. We don't have crowds, so as I've said earlier and previously, a lot of, a lot of the energy has to come from within to get yourself up. And if you make an error at home, you've got the crowd on your side or against you, it's, it gives you something to think about. But attitude is a massive thing in this game. Uh, you know, it's, it's absolutely critical as how you turn up to play the game. So we've got to make sure our attitude is 100% spot on. Number 10, guys, and finally a little bit of uplift is there's always next week. That's the beauty of rugby league. Now it's back on. There is always next week. So we can't afford to panic. We haven't all of a sudden stopped or we, we, we suddenly uh, don't know how to play rugby league. Um, so we just don't have to panic about it. As I said, a few tweaks here and there. Blow that game off and don't even worry about it again and just concentrate on the West Tigers this week at Campbelltown on Saturday night. So guys, that's it from Berkey's Top 10. I really appreciate your support. Hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, my YouTube channel. Give me any queries or comments. I'd love to interact with you guys. And as always, this is Berkey, Bleed Green, out.